Welcome one, welcome all to another edition of Gridiron Gallery. I'm your host, Zach Kyleman, and as always, today we have a very special edition of Gridiron Gallery. Usually, of course, I'm talking about the main football leagues in general, whether it's the NFL, the XFL, indoor arena football on this podcast, but I never really talk as much on the entertainment side of things. I'm talking like the video games, like movie content, you know, such of the like. And today I really am going to bring in quite a talented individual with quite an impressive game that he is making uh, in the football and sim sports landscape. Uh, David Winter joins me today from Canuck Play. He is one of the co-founders of Canuck Play, and he has been really working hard at this very much uh, growing sim football game that is Maximum Football. Uh, Maximum Football 2020 is the latest iteration that will be coming out. And uh, Dave, I was going to say here, it's uh, it must have been pretty busy coming up to launch because it's launch week, am I right? Yeah, we, we launch on Friday. Uh, so we're recording this on Wednesday? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> sort of started <laughs> to lose track of what day it is. But yes, we're a couple of days away from, from launch and um, pretty, pretty happy with what we've been able to accomplish this year. Uh, so looking forward to seeing the uh, response from the, from the community with all the uh, new features and improvements from, from last year. Yeah, and we'll definitely be touching into those a little bit because you, you guys have really put in quite a lot into this next iteration compared to, ma- to Maximum Football in 2019. Uh, before we get into that, though, I just want to give the, at least the listenership here, a chance to understand where your background is because you have had quite an encompassing career in, this la- in the landscape of video games in particular and just building up Canuck Play to what it is right now. Uh, getting it to the state that it is for maximum football. Uh, would you like to touch, to give us a bit of your uh, backstory, if you will? Uh, sure. Um, I, in 2004, 2005, uh, kind of as a side project, I was working at a full-time job, but I had a bit of a side project hobby thing that I was doing, which was the original maximum football. Uh, it was for the PC desktop. Uh, it, it was a 3D uh, football game experience, similar to other titles that were at the out at the time. Um, it it's similar to in concept. It's similar to Maximum Football now in that it allowed uh, multiple rule sets. Um, it it wasn't necessarily focused on the college side of things. It was it was more of a franchise driven um, experience where you drafted players and you dealt with salary caps and trades and that sort of thing. Um, it, it predates, it predated, uh, commercial game engines like unity and unreal and those sorts of things. So I had to build the 3d engine first and then put the football engine on top of it. So it was really starting from scratch. And then I, uh, found myself working at electronic arts in Vancouver as the producer for sports online. Uh, then at a smaller studio in Halifax or just outside of Halifax Mm -hmm. and Montreal, spent some time in Montreal. And now here I am in in Peterborough, which is just outside of Toronto. And I started uh, Canuck Play in 2015, 2016 with uh, using uh, Unity as a game engine with a new programming language and new 3D modeling creation tools, that sort of thing. Uh, the, the ability to, to have, to a first party's, uh, allowance of smaller studios or, or one man studios to get onto consoles really opened up 
the possibilities for maximum football mm-hmm. uh, because that's where the sports gamers live. So it made more sense to be publishing on consoles than the desktop. And uh, the first game launched in 2017, uh, purposely kept very, very simple. It didn't have a lot of features, uh, very simplified gameplay, very simplified graphical presentation. It, it was really more of, um, it was really more to allow me to get used to the first party publishing process, figure out what was entailed with that generate some revenue in so I could start growing um, the game going forward. It was all about foundation building. Uh, certainly, we're not going to win any awards with with that title, but it was not the point. The point was to get started. And it, it did its job admirably. And now five or six years later, or four or five years later, here we are with, with about to launch the 2020 edition on Friday. It's crazy. And you, you guys have definitely been updating the games very much. So it definitely feels like a step-by-step uh, in, increase every year with these new additions. Uh, just real quick, Dave, how, what is your crew, uh, how is your crew constructed at Canuck Play? Or at least how, how large of a crew are we talking with, the, with building this title? Well, up until probably the past uh, year, it has been... It has been me doing all the development. I've been writing oh all the gosh. code. I've been doing all the 3D modeling. Um, I, I did outsource. At, at, around 2018, 2019, I did start outsourcing the player models to, to artists. Okay. But all the stadiums and all the UI assets and all those things, plus all the code in the game, uh, I wrote. That's impressive. And for this year, going into 2020, uh, we have we've brought on a professional UX developer that looks after the design of the UI. I still do most of the implementation, but he does all the design work and and create the assets that I need to to make it work. Uh, but in terms of coding, I, I still do most of it. All of the on-field gameplay stuff is is still all of my code. Um, and over the past few months, we've brought on a product director and hired a full-time 3D modeler wow. and boosted our QA staff by adding three people. Um, and then of course there's Eric who looks after all the business relations side of things. And, and you know, he's, he's the wizard when it comes to the business end of things. And I just write the code. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I guess I uh, got to have a ying for a yang, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, it's important. One of the things that, that running a business, needs is people with different skill sets. Not everybody can do everything. And when I was getting started, I was trying to do everything. And there were aspects of growing the business that just weren't moving as quickly as they needed to be because either I was stretching myself too thin or I don't necessarily have that skill set or whatever else. So um, it's important to have multiple people with multiple skills but you need to, or you sort of have to have a product out there that's going to attract that attention and it's going to have that revenue generation so people can get involved. Um, and, and that's sort of been the, the concept behind Canuck is, is let's get started and put out a product and start generating some revenue and now we can build the team. Right, right. And I know for yourself, you really want to build up at least a very a core a core game that is true simulation. Everything I've 
I've uh, at least have followed with the game or at least with any of the commentary that you or any of your staff have had. Uh, just at, just getting your take on this, what are, what are some core principles that you look for that, or that need to be in a sports title? Well, for me, uh, and specifically a football game, I, I try to spend my time and I try to focus on the football, the sport, um, the, uh, the, you know, the, the player models, changing player models every year is not something that I focus on because it's going to take time away from improving zone coverages. Mm-hmm. And I think it's far better to work on the football side of things than spend a lot of time on the visuals. The visuals are very important. I mean, obviously, we don't want to, you know, be looking like we were on the Nintendo Entertainment System from the, the 90s. But uh, it, it is always the, the focus and, and the, the, a, the, the 1A attention is always the football side of things. And I try to spend my time working on, you know, improving the blocking AI and improving the quarterback AI and improving the, the defensive back AI. And, and, you know, this year to, tr- to help try to improve the uh, pre-snap defensive side of the ball, um, worked with a couple of different coaches to pick their brains on how the defensive side of the ball should react to motion in the backfield and, and that sort of thing. So um, the, I'm the first to admit that the game does uh, get some detractors that are looking for graphics first. Um, but then, you know, I think we have, uh, in, in many respects, we have a much better football simulation than other titles have. So that's my focus. Fair enough. And I mean, definitely, I agree with you, you know, core gameplay, I have always believed and being a gaming savant, you know, whether it's a football game, whether it's of course an RPG or an action adventure platformer, you know, the core gameplay in my opinion has to be correct first before anything else can move forward. So I definitely understand your point and I definitely get it that, you know, get the fundamentals down, then work on the tweaks and the uh, extra trimmings, if you will, on, on, you know, flat, making it flashier, if you will, if, if I'm understanding that right. Yeah. So when we started this project or when I started this project, you know, one of the first questions that I had was uh, from, from Twitter or Facebook, I don't remember, but one of the very first questions I had was, are you going to have custom mouth guards? And this was at a point where I didn't even have the game processing down in distance yet. So things like custom mouth guards were not necessarily the priority. And, and I'm, it, it's, there is a, there's a very strong, large group that is, that is, that is very much focused on the visuals and the graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I try to stay focused on making sure that the football side of things is correct. You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, that that is, of course, a fan request that you were meeting with the mouth guards. You know, whether it is or isn't implemented, of course, is to be determined, <laughs> is to be determined at some point down the line, I guess. But um, your team in particular, I have been impressed with and many others have been impressed with that you guys do – you take requests from fans and you listen to fans and it seems to be, you know, that you try and capitalize as much on what they're looking for. Um, and I know you guys oh. utilize the hashtag powered by the community right. in that sense. Um, when you take requests or if you listen to maybe a kind of a wish list, if you will, 
Um, what is kind of the cutoff for you when it comes to, you know, going year over year with this title? Well, we, we do take, I suppose it's a good way to put it. We do take requests, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we also, you know, Eric and, and Josh and I and, and, and everybody else, we also have our own list of things that, uh, that we want to implement. I mean, I have, I have a stack of notebooks that is just concepts and ideas and things that, that should be going into the game over the next little while. Um, and, and some of those things align well with what the community is asking for. And sometimes, you know, they, 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 they don't. Uh, for example, uh, a couple of years ago for the 2018 edition, uh, I reached a point where I had some time to implement a one big feature as a content update. And the choices that I gave to the community were a logo editor or, or a play designer. Okay. And, and I, I kind of thought the play designer would win so I, I started to do a little bit of development on the play designer. And then overwhelmingly, it was the logo editor that won. Hmm. So I put the play designer on the back burner. It's actually in the game this year, but put the, put the play designer on the back burner and went and Im implemented a play, uh, logo editor. So I, I'm a little bit surprised sometimes at, at what the community is looking for, but that's fine. That's why we ask. Uh, and when at the beginning of our development cycle, which is January ish, late December, January, um, we take a list of, of the top most requested things from the community. And I, I just simply vet them and I look at them and I, th and I try to decide what it is, what can I build this year? Are those features that people are asking for practical for me to try and do? Um, a one-man army adding online gameplay and file sharing is is beyond one person's ability to do. So yeah. as much as people are asking for it, I, we just don't have the resources for that yet. So uh, what's the next thing? Well, okay, so we've got um, you know player awards in Dynasty, something that was asked a lot. Well, I, I can do that. You know, that's something a single developer can do. Um, so it, it really boils down to until I can grow the, the development team, what can I practically do? That's, that's really what it winds up being. Yeah. That's a very fair point. Obviously, you know, in time, you know, growth is of course going to happen. I, I, I hope for, of course, and I think you guys are on the right path for that. So, you know, but for now, you know, you're absolutely right. Work on what you can. And I'll tell you what you guys over at Canuck Play, definitely have a list. Um, when you get, especially if you go on Twitter, uh, for anyone listening, they the list of improvements is uh, astronomical to say the least. Uh, for for just how the, just how many bullet points for whether it's you know the broadcast camera, the the sixty frames per second crisp uh, gameplay, you know new catch animations, faster QB throwing, uh, on and on and on. Um, out of that list of improvements, what are you most excited to see the community react to, or at least uh, kind of uh, give feedback on with uh, all of these improvements that you're putting into 2020? Well, I think, I think the um, boost to 60 frames really helped um, all of the on-field gameplay stuff. 
the animations work better, the physics works better, the physics are more natural and, and more fluid. Um, you know, if, if folks haven't seen any of our gameplay clips on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, encourage them to go check it out because some of the tackle interactions are are, are pretty amazing, especially with the, the helicopter hits. And that is my else. favorite one, Dave. I love, <laughs> I love that clip. I just don't see that very often. And, and the, the, the hurtling over a defender that doesn't quite work. And then that's tripped up and the, you know, the guy lands on his head and falls backwards and things like that. Those are fun to watch. Um, we don't have canned tackle animations. So all the tackles are, are, procedurally generated based on physics and so you do get you do get some some pretty uh wild interactions when it comes to the tackling so i'm, I'm looking forward to see how people uh react to that um for me i think the biggest the biggest uh feature added is the aforementioned play designer mm-hmm. uh, i've been wanting to put that in the game for a while now because um you know for for the crew of canuck it, we it, it it takes time to build giant catalogs of plays and and it gets to the point where it, why not just give the community a tool and they, they can create their own plays and so that's what we've done and you can create plays for offensive defense and you can you can set up your defensive backs to uh, based it, we're using the outside in receiver assignment system and you can set safeties and you know, linebacker coverages and all those different things on offense. You've got full motion. If you're, if you're playing Canadian rules, you've got full motion towards the line of scrimmage, all those things. Um, so I'm really interested to see what people do with the play designer. Um, the logo editor is of course still there from a couple of years ago. And, and, and I've seen people create art with that logo editor that just, has been shocking to me. I, when I created that, I, I never envisioned that somebody would, would reproduce a frame of a Spider-Man comic that's indistinguishable from the actual comic. No kidding. In the logo editor. And, and I thought, I mean, obviously they're not, they're not using it for a logo in the game. They're just using it as a art generator, but that's still pretty cool. I, I never really envisioned that it would be used for that sort of thing. And, and the and the the stuff that people are creating with that logo editor is just it's beyond my wildest expectations of of what it was going to get used for. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, I think that's really a great tool. And yeah, you're absolutely right. You give the tools to any creative minded person, you'll be amazed what they can come up with with just a yeah, specific skill set. I was seeing some of these logos from last year and going into this year, and I was just wow. I would never have guessed that somebody would do that. Yeah, I, I always just impressed to see how close uh, people can get to some of the like NFL teams at times. You know, I mean, obviously not to say that that's supposed to be what they're doing, but you know, it's it's worth looking at. <laughs> well, people can do with the logo editor what they want to do with the logo editor, right. and it's entirely up to them. So, mm-hmm. uh, speaking speaking of the game as well, you mentioned the CFL aspect, and this is this is something I was impressed with as as well with this game because I don't see much Canadian football in video games that I'm aware of. I know there are some that are out there. Uh, I did a little bit of research before we're coming on, of course, but um, just, I know that you're wildly a CFL fan and you definitely take the, you know, the, the aspect of the individuality of the CFL game. Seriously. How important was it to put that style of play in this game? Well, 
Canadian football is the sport that I grew up on. So for me, it's, for me, it's really a very personal thing to put it into the title. And it gives me, it allows me to have a feature in the game that is near and dear to my heart. And it's, you know, when I started this project, it was what was getting me up in the morning to, to go into the basement and spend 14 hours there writing code. Um, and it is something that I think the, the multiple rule sets in general, being able to, to, to use whatever rule set you want, Canadian college, you know, NF, uh, us pro style, mm. whatever you like, um, that is, that is really what sets us apart from other titles. And, and I, it, it really allows the game to be appreciated by a different audience. Um, and, and if, if somebody purchases the game and really just wants to focus on the traditional U.S. college experience, that's, that's excellent. That's great. I mean, I hope they have fun. But if they, if they do decide that they want to just to see what it's like, try a Canadian rule set or maybe switch over and give the U.S. pro rule set a try, um, that's, you know, mission accomplished for me. Uh, growing that style of gameplay um, has always been one of the mandates for, for the studio. And, and you know, in, in, in the U.S., a lot of people either don't know that there is a Canadian football or didn't don't realize that it's a different set of rules. Right. And, and now at minimum, even if they played the game and they don't like it at minimum, now they know that it's a different set of rules. Um, so yeah, mission accomplished. Yeah. That was a culture shock for me because this past year, uh, well in 2019, I really started diving into the CFL game and I'll tell you what I, there's a lot of aspects. I'm going to be honest with you. I really like about, about the CFL game, wider field, more mm-hmm. pass happy, you know, having only three downs, uh, more in motion players. You know, it is exciting. I recommend, you know, for those listening, I recommend if you pick up a copy of this game, you know, definitely check that out. Uh, it's, it's a fun style of football that I have, that I have seen and I highly recommend it. And for this game in particular, it's not just maximum football. It's Doug Flutie's right. maximum football. <clears throat> so, I got to ask because I'm going to be honest with you. I see Doug Flutie. I've always seen him as arguably one of the greatest all-around football players in the history of the sport in general, whether it is Canadian or college. And, you know, his, his chances in pros in, the Amer- in America, in the United States, that is. Um, I have always been impressed with Doug Flutie, and he's one of my idols as an athlete. How did you end up, uh, your two sides, that is, uh, get into talks? Well, um, for 2018, uh, when, when, when Maximum Football 2018 was launched, uh, in fact, that very same day, um, Eric Spiran, who's my business partner, uh, he had just come on board. We had just developed a partnership and, and, and agreed to try and work together to, to build this franchise and grow it and, and, and you know, really try and make a, a push to create an alternative for some other titles that are out there. And one of the things that we thought about was, you know, how do we, if it's just maximum football, then it doesn't necessarily attract the media attention. And when you look at other sports titles that have existed in the past, uh, such as, you know, titles like Wayne Gretzky hockey, 
mm-hmm. um, or or the original Joe Montana football, or there was a, I believe there was a there was a Bo Jackson football as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, those titles because they had a, a pro athlete's name attached to them, it generated more interest and it garnered more attention. And we thought, well, who could we who could we have as a brand ambassador? Who would make a good fit for Maxim Football? And and because the the title supports college and Canadian and U.S. Pro, well, who better to fit that those those types of gameplay than somebody who's excelled at all of them and is a legend in all of them? And that was Doug Flutie. And and we reached out. Well, Eric reached out to mm-hmm. Doug's agent, and it was just a cold email. Just shot him an email and said, this is who we are. This is what we're interested in doing. Um, do you have any interest whatsoever in, in talking about this? And as it turns out, Doug and his agent had actually been talking about trying to find a way to bring Doug's likeness and brand into the gaming space or into the digital space in some way. So they had just started talking about what opportunities are out there. And we had started talking about how would we bring Doug on board. And it just so happened that the timing was perfect. It was just sheer good timing where everybody was talking about the same sort of thing separately. And then Eric shot out an email and then, yeah, it just worked. Um, So every once in a while I get asked to talk about, what is involved in growing a business, regardless of what kind of business it is. And the advice I always give is never be afraid to ask because the worst that they can say is no. Uh, But sometimes they say yes, and it works out really well. (laughs) I think (laughs) so. Yeah. That's so for those folks out there that are entrepreneurs and, and thinking about growing a business, that's sort of my default advice. Never be afraid to ask. A good story to give for that advice too. I mean, seriously, uh, you never know. You never know, and I, I, it's obviously worked out for the best. You know, having the name, you know, I definitely think it has attracted some audience. And you know, I, what better player, like you're saying, what better player to encompass your game that you're trying to promote? And obviously, it has the different game modes in. It. And you know, you've had you have Doug Flutie, of course, and you have a le- agreement, of course, for his likeness on the game. Uh, and you've also had some licensing agreements for some notable. Uh, entities that I was impressed with when I started researching into maximum football, uh, the spring league, which I didn't yep. realize that, which I, I love the spring league. I love what they do yeah. uh, for development in football in particular. And then recently you guys just actually signed on with uh, football Canada for a uh, deal as well, I believe yep. licensing wise. Uh, yep. uh, how impactful have these deals been for you guys in at least game development or at least in uh, representation in uh, the sp- in at least the sport? Well, the Spring League was our first, uh, I, I believe it was our first official uh, licensing partner. Um, in fact, it, it may have come along before Doug, but uh, oh. I don't remember. But uh, they were one of the first. And, and it, it made sense to work with the Spring League because they are all about um, helping their real-world football players achieve that next level. And when we brought in the spring league and we had a feature that was a practice mode, which has now evolved into the play designer and practice mode and all that sort of thing. 
um, the Spring League branding on that mode in the game made sense because you as the gamer are in that mode to get a better understanding of how the game works and how to play the game. And it, it allowed you to take your maximum football experience to that next level. So there was that synergy there where the Spring League helped real-world players achieve their goals and the Spring League in maximum football helped the game player achieve their goals by learning the timing and learning the, the, the patterns and learning how the defensive moves and that sort of thing. So that made a lot of sense. And then this past uh, a couple of weeks, uh, oh, well, about three weeks or so ago, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, we were approached by uh, Jim Mullins, the president of Football Canada. And for those that are not aware, Football Canada is the, the umbrella for which all levels of gridiron football report undo, under. It's, it's sort of like all levels of soccer or European football fall under the FIFA umbrella. Oh, wow. But this is, this is Canadian-centric. So if you are in Canada and you're playing uh, organized football of, of any rule set, you roll, you, that organization probably rolls up at some level under Football Canada. So there's this, they are the overarching uh, organization that looks after all things. They have, uh, they work with the international, the, 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 the other international groups that are similar to Football Canada. The United States has uh, Football USA and then mm -hmm. there's Football Mexico and, and Germany has one and those sorts of things. And so when they have the international tournaments, like the U19 tournament that was, I believe, in Mexico last year, but okay. um, the international U19 football tournament, Football Canada is the one that sends the team, uh, the international team, to compete in that tournament. Um, they also have the Canada Cup, which is the uh, f the provincial um, teams play uh, for the Canada Cup. They work closely with the CFL. They work with high schools, all those things. And and they uh, approached us uh, a few weeks ago and said, "Well, how can we get involved? I mean, you're you're the only title on the market that supports three down football, mm -hmm. so." Uh, football Canada also plays four down football as well, depending on where they are and what tournament they're in and that sort of thing. So okay. they switch back and forth. But um, in terms of, of the three down version of the game, we're the only title that supports that. So they wanted to work with us to see how could they get, how could they grow their brand and how could they grow interest in the sport of gridiron football in this country through video game. And, we arrived at the idea of taking uh, the game has a, has a tournament mode, has a season play tournament mode. Yep. So although it's not going to be ready for launch on Friday, because it, it just timing was not right. It was just too mm -hmm. soon for us to get that in. But one of the post uh, post ship content updates, probably in late October, early November, we will be taking, uh, we will be uh, changing one of the leagues in the game to be, the uh, national, the the provincial teams in Canada playing the Canada Cup tournament mode. Um, now that that tournament mode also allows you to use the U.S. teams and the college teams and all those things. So you, you we're not we're not taking teams away from you. We're just sort of changing the names of some of the teams. Right, right. Uh, and 
and it it's going to be a stepping stone for for bigger things going into 2021. Excellent. I'm happy to hear about that deal. I was really happy to hear about that deal. You know, just again, more growth for you guys. You know, I always, I, I've, I've been impressed since I've been following you guys at what you've been able to accomplish so far. Uh, and you, there was actually one more potential deal that wasn't works. And I, I bring it up because, you know, XFL guy myself, right. many of my listeners are XFL. There were leaked images, of course, of what maximum football, at, at least the Canuck play team was working on at the time. Uh, how much can you go into detail of what was being discussed? Uh, like how far were you in, I guess? Well, they, they weren't, I don't know if I'd call them leaked images. Uh, we put them out there because the, we were, we were, uh, we were in discussions with the XFL too. Uh, Doug Flutie was on the board of directors for XFL too. So we had a bit of a, an in one of his, one of the things that we asked him to do was, can you give us an introduction and and we were we were speaking to uh, executives with the league about bringing XFL branding into Maximum Football for 2021. Uh, we we were we were quite a long way through those discussions. We were Eric and I and and the XFL execs were were pretty happy with the direction the conversations were going. Mm -hmm. And we put together a prototype and we took some screenshots and things and sent them along. And we were speaking about our vision for where we wanted to go for 2021 with the new with the new platforms being out on the market solidly by then. Um, what we wanted to do visually, what we wanted to do from the gameplay perspective. And, and we also had the same sort of synergy when it came to how we approached our products. Um, you know, when you look at Maximum Football, we're very much the underdog. There is a 500-pound gorilla in the room that you're being compared to. And the XFL was in that same situation. They, are, they were a smaller league. And there was a 500 pound gorilla in their room that they were being compared to, and they were a little bit of an underdog. So we, we realized that we were sort of going down that same road and, and trying to make inroads and grow our brand and bring on a bigger audience. And so we had that same sort of approach to, okay, how do we, how do, we do this? And, and we felt that we could do it better together than separately. So we were we were pretty happy with the with the conversations and how things were going and 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 then COVID yeah. and all of a sudden I mean we found out that the league was folding when everybody else did we found out through Twitter like we didn't get a heads up um, well I mean they had they had other things to worry about well, of course I understand <laughs> that it's just you know <laughs> I just you know for me it's just like I find it hard to imagine you know it's like as a company or same thing goes with the players, you know, things like that. But yeah, I understand what they, I understand what they're doing with too. Yeah, they uh, they we we found out when everybody else did, and we there were some expletives <laughs> spoken, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, yeah, and so now uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, has purchased uh, part or all of the IP for the league. I, yep. I'm not sure of the specifics really, but uh, we, I, I know there's a lot of folks that are saying, well, why don't you just, why don't you just call them up? 
well, we're starting with a whole different crew. Mm-hmm. They don't have team. They don't. They've got team names, but they don't have coaches. They don't have have arrangements with players. They don't have schedules. There's, you know, they are starting from scratch as well. Oh yeah. So, so any conversations that we'd have, we we're starting from scratch. So, uh, it it was disappointing that we couldn't bring on XFL for 2021, but it's one of those things that happen. I mean, everybody's been impacted in some way or another through COVID and that was probably the biggest impact on us. Yeah. That, I, it was a shame when we heard about the development on, on, and yeah, you are absolutely right. You guys did show us what you were developing, at least the prototype images and what was going forward. Um, you know, and you know, <laughs> obviously leagues bought back, you know, it still has a long way to go, but um, who knows someday down the line, maybe we yeah. all get lucky, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's it's kind of unfortunate and and you know one day this was a month or maybe three weeks or something after XFL two had announced they'd closed up shop we just you know Eric and and Josh and I just thought wow we've got these images and so we just tell people this is one of the things that we were looking on this is this is one of the things that we were doing to try and grow and so yeah there's there's some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Some darn popular pictures, though. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you you mentioned you mentioned during during your uh, when you were mentioning the XFL discussion. Obviously, next gen's on the horizon um, when it comes to at least the gaming landscape. Uh, right. And I imagine that's part of the ambitions for Maximum Football in particular. You know, adjusting to that new console generation as well. Um, what other ambitions, or at least that you have for the game, are in front of you at this moment or at least goals that you're aiming for. I'm not saying automatically since you of course are launching the latest title this week, but right. maybe something that's a long-term goal that you're thinking maybe a year or two down the line. Well, I th- a lot of that depends on, uh, we have lots of goals. I mean, our road, we have a roadmap. We have lots of things that we want to achieve, but it all depends on, on reception mm-hmm. and community support and, and you trying to get the the community to understand that this is a this is a bit of a journey i mean we don't have 30 years of development behind us like other titles we don't have a multi-billion dollar licensing like other titles do um you know we we don't have the staff right now that other titles do but we are getting started and we are going down the direction and we are focused on doing things and adding features that that other other groups and, and other studios just aren't clearly are not interested in. Right. And 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 so we are just everything that we want to do depends on on how much revenue we generate. It it's as simple as that. Uh, I I need to be able to hire developers and that money comes from sales. You know, these guys are are paid very well because they have a very uh, high level of skill set and that money comes from sales purely. Um, when I started Canuck Play in 2015, I was bootstrapping it. I paid for it out of pocket. There were no, still are no angel investors involved. There are no venture capitalists involved. We don't have magic money coming from someplace. It's all pure sales. Um, in 2018, the sales uh, pardon me, in 2017, the sales of that title were 
were sufficient for me to add motion capture animation to 2018. Mm -hmm. And then the sales from 2018 were, were good enough for, for Eric and I to scrap all those animations and go to a professional motion capture studio with actual athletes and replace all of those with, with much, much, much higher quality motion capture. Wow. And sales from 19 allowed us to start working with Unity uh, Professional Services and bring in actual, bring in two of the actual engineers that worked on the Unity game engine to sit down beside me and help me work out some performance issues. I mean, these guys knew, know the Unity engine far better than anybody else in the world. And I had them sitting beside me and we were going through the code and they were, they were making suggestions and fixing little things here and there. And, and, and they took on some tasks to help improve the game performance. And their work is, is the driving force behind our shift from 30 frames a second to 60 frames a second. They're the ones that made that happen. And that came from sales from 19. So it really, we, we really do try to show that, you know what, these are the things that we've accomplished with your support in the past. So if you continue to support it and we get more support and we sell more titles and we generate more revenue, just think of where we can go. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the list that I posted on Twitter and, and I think there's about 20, 15 or 20 key items that are on that list and and they're they're pretty big mm -hmm. it's a there's a pretty big list of of major things and all was driven by community support from from 2019 so that's really the sort of how we get to where we want to go in five years is is um just support from the players that that enjoy actual football yeah i mean step by step brick by brick, mm -hmm. level by level, you know, it's uh, obviously showing progress. And, you know, like you, like you guys mentioned, you have a hashtag powered by the community and that's showing it off right there. And uh, Dave, I want to give you a chance here because you, you guys do, um, you guys do of course have uh, several ways that we can support you. Of course, uh, I want to give you a chance to maybe highlight those or at least uh, anything with details coming up for the game's launch, if you will. Uh, in this uh, segment, the final word is what I'm calling sure. it. So uh, Maximum Football 2020 launches on Friday, Friday the 25th of September. Uh, it's going to be a rolling release. So uh, I know lots of folks like to stay up to midnight to download the game right away. Uh, we actually don't know when it's going to be live on the 25th. It's regional and Sony and Microsoft enable the stores in what's called a rolling release across. So okay. Uh, I know last year, uh, uh, last year uh, players in New York State got the game around 11, but players out in Washington State got it around 2 o'clock their time. So it was kind of a rolling release. But on the 25th, you should be able to get it at some point. It's $29.99 US dollars. And um, we've, we also have uh, Patreon, if you're interested in, in getting involved in the Patreon. The Patreon, um, certain levels give you jerseys and, and hoodies and things. Uh, it also gives you access to a private Discord channel where um, 
I'm much more active on the private Discord channel than I am on the general channel. So if you want to ask questions or whatever else of me, that's where I live. Uh, we also are very active on Twitter and Instagram, and it's all uh, Max Football Game is our Twitter and Instagram. My personal uh, Canuck Play Twitter is CanuckGS, so Canuck Golf Sierra. Um, and that's really, that's really how to interact and learn about the game. We also have a Canuck Play YouTube channel with trailers and that sort of thing, all the clips. So um, that's, that's really how you can find out more about the game and, and interact with, with the crew. Yeah, and I'm going to point out, definitely be sure to check out the Patreon and especially the Twitter for, Max, for Maximum Football because, uh, look, I, I definitely say with the community being one of the biggest sources for you guys growing, I think the Patreon is a great way of doing that. Um, and obviously, I'm going to tell you, the jerseys I've seen for, that you guys make for this, they look pretty schnazzy. I, I got to get myself one of those well, at some point. The, the jerseys are... The jerseys are made by one of our partners, Phenom Elite. I love Phenom Elite, by the way. Uh, Arena <laughs> Football in particular, sorry. Right. Just, just had to say, they did a phenomenal job with those jerseys there. Yeah, no, uh, uh, Phenom Elite does the jerseys. Uh, they also have the official cleats in the game. Uh, so, yeah, they're pretty slick jerseys. I, I, I'm, they, all say, they, they all say number 20 and there's Flutie on the back. Uh, they are pretty slick jerseys. Yeah, I, I got to get myself one, one of those. I lo- Like I said, love the design, love Phenom Elite, you know, partnering up. Uh, but, you know, definitely definitely support if you guys are able to, you know, I'd recommend giving giving some support to these guys, uh, giving some love either by the follow uh, or, or if you're able to donate on Patreon. You know, I think they're building something. Dave is and his team are building something special in this game, I think. And it's really going to be taken off here, uh, especially with this next iteration and moving forward. Uh, Maximum Football 2020 releases September 25th, that is this Friday, uh, which is when the podcast will drop, so we're already talking in the past at this point. But, <laughs> you know, check out the game if you are listening listening in and, uh, you know, support that. Uh, 20, it's $29.99 MSRP, is that what I'm understanding? Yes, it's $29.99 U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars. Got to keep that clarification, <laughs> of course. Uh, but, yeah, check, those guys, check them out. Please give them support. I know I'm going to be grabbing a copy myself, uh, without a doubt. Um, and until next time, everyone, uh, thanks again to Dave Winter for joining us on this edition of Grand Gallery, and uh, stay tuned.